welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Toria Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking about how to find your voice when you don't necessarily have one. And I'm joined today by Elise Holly Hayward. So for anyone that doesn't know who Elise Holly Hayward is, who is she? I am my fun-loving, positive girl who just happens to have cerebral palsy. I struggled breathing at birth, which resulted in me having some brain damage. But I am me. I have never known anything different, and I think I am very lucky to be here. My peers, family and friends treat me the same as everyone else. I am now a motivational speaker who loves to help others and raise awareness about the difficulties around disability and additional needs. I can honestly say that I feel incredibly privileged that you have joined me today, Elise. So tell me about your school experience. I think overall I had a very good school experience. Getting the right support is crucial. Every child is different and staff need to understand these differences and adjust their support accordingly. This also applies to personality. Everyone handles what they are going through differently at different stages of their lives. When I was young, I was extremely shy. I didn't like to talk and wouldn't use voice output. I was happy just sitting quietly and not drawing attention to my needs. The main thing about my school experience is when I was finally listened to as a person. Instead of constantly being told what to do and what was best for me, it would have been nice to have been given a choice about who I should be friends with or who I should sit next to at lunchtime. You've made so many eloquent points there, Elise. What advice would you give to a primary school that has a student with a physical impairment? A few things to consider if you have a student with a physical impairment at primary school are Assemblies. If the children normally sit on the floor, make provision for your student to also sit on the floor. If this is not possible, lower their supportive seating so that they are as close to the others as possible. Make them feel included. It's not very nice being wheeled into the room with lots of eyes looking at you. Schools need to be open-minded and inclusive. School plays. Make sure that the student with a physical impairment is included as fully as possible. Sitting at the side and watching is not very much fun. Sports day. I felt left out forgotten and not involved, and sometimes embarrassed, and I'll explain why. In reception, the crawling race and the running race were great, as parents and teachers cheered me on and made me feel happy. But by year four children got faster. They finished and I would have only just started and I felt embarrassed when the clapping seemed to last forever. 
as lovely as intentions were, from parents' cheering, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. Forced friendships, I was forced to make friends with people who I wasn't close to. I just wanted to play with my friends, not friends that the teachers chose for me. Lunch times, and in the classroom, I was just sat with my assistant. It would have been nice to not feel different and have a friend. It's important to remember that what works and is appreciated at a young age does not always work as you get older. Gosh, you've given us so much to consider there, Elise. So what about secondary school? Do we need to consider anything different then? I was very lucky with my secondary school. Every effort was made. I felt included. Like I was wanted, and I was keen to go to school. The TAs were very good, and all of the teachers were so understanding of my needs. In the classroom, I was sat on a table with friends, and my assistant set me up and was there ready to help. But also, I felt that she distanced herself so I had the opportunities to interact with friends. It was the perfect balance. At lunch times and assemblies I was able to be with friends. Nothing was too much trouble. The main thing was they listened to me as a person. Asking how I felt about whatever was coming up and went out of the way for me. They always had a positive, can-do attitude. For once in my life I loved school. That's wonderful to hear. Now, I don't know about the listeners, but I am just amazed that I'm having this conversation with you and that it's all through the power of your eye gaze technology. So tell me about your journey with your eye gaze voice. When I was young, I used a communication book. This was a book which contained words and symbols that I had to point to to communicate my needs. As I got older, I was given a joystick and switched to control my laptop. I trialed eye gaze when I was around 13 years of age. It was amazing and made communicating much quicker for me. It has allowed me to communicate more fully and access the curriculum through technology. In July of 2019, I was referred and assessed for a communication aid at Bristol Communication Aid Service. I was then allocated this clever piece of equipment that I am using now. For anyone who is interested, it is a GridPad 12 with the Grid 3 software. Now, if I want, I can have my aid mounted onto a wheelchair and be even more independent. So far, thanks to the physical impairment and medical support team, I have access to emails and my mobile phone through the Grid 3 software. My grandmother couldn't believe it when I phoned her for the first time. She was shocked to hear my queen's voice coming through her phone. My phone is linked to my communication aid 
and I can now make and receive phone calls just like any other teenager. What I love about you, Elise, is that you are just like every other teenager, but with this powerful technology at your hands. Now, you don't just want to stop by making phone calls and having your grandmother listen to your queen's voice. You want to be a motivational speaker. When did you make that decision? Throughout my life, I never liked to use automated voices to communicate. I didn't like hearing a voice that wasn't mine, even though this made it really difficult for me. It wasn't until I received the iGaze communication aid that I now use, and I found this Queen's voice, that it gave me the confidence to speak aloud. Then my secondary school gave me the opportunity to talk to students in assembly. This was my first presentation to a large group of people. After this, my physical impairment service support advisor arranged for me to speak in schools to large groups of professionals at the Inclusion Festival or their CPD Day and at the Senko Conference. I finally have a voice and I use it. And I know that I and others are so grateful that you are using it. So what is it that you want people to know? I suppose the most important thing is that everyone deserves a voice and it really is all about total communication. It doesn't matter how you talk, everyone deserves to be listened to. Such powerful message. And do you know what? That's what this is going to be called, this podcast. This podcast is going to be called Everyone Deserves a Voice. So Elise, tell me, what are your future plans? I would love to expand what I do and travel the world as a motivational speaker. I'd like to work with schools, parents, OTs, physios, and speech and language therapists, along with medical staff training to become professionals. It makes me so happy when I have helped people. I love to express myself on social media and get feedback from other people. I have completed a mentoring course and would love to use my knowledge with other children and families to support them as they embark on this journey of life, to help with their acceptance and give them some positivity. I think I would like to finish college, hopefully deliver more speeches and presentations, and maybe looking even further, I would like to set up a business on social media and use it as a platform to spread the word and highlight inclusive behaviours in society. Wow, so many amazing things. And do you know what? I have absolutely no doubt that your future is bright and that your future will be filled with helping others because that's what you're so determined to do and I absolutely love that about you. Um, I connected with Elise on Twitter and if you are listening you're thinking goodness I just need to connect this amazing woman she is at Elise underscore Hayward underscore so that's E-L-L-I-S-E underscore H-A-Y-W-A-R-D underscore all her contact details as well are on the burb 
But before I finish, Elise, as you know, I have my final question, which is this. If you could have been taught by anyone, living or dead, who would have been your perfect teacher? Lee Ridley, better known as Lost Voice Guy. I was watching Britain's Got Talent and realised there are other people out there like me. As I went to mainstream schools, I did not get to meet other people with difficulties like me. And maybe if I had met him when I was younger, I would have felt more confident about using aids and devices to support my everyday needs. I wouldn't change myself for the world. I went to mainstream school and I learned a lot. I had the most fabulous friends, but I wish that I had had someone to talk to, like me, that had additional needs. I would like to be that person for other young people experiencing difficulties like mine. Alternatively, Mr. Poppy from the Nativity would have been great. Every primary school should have a Mr. Poppy. If you are not familiar with Mr. Poppy, then you should Google him and watch the Christmas film. Such good choices, and I think both would be perfect addition to the Tiny Voice Taught School. Elise, thank you so much for coming on Tiny Voice Talks and proving that everyone has a voice. I wish you every success in the future, I really do. And I'm so grateful that you are out there empowering others. Um, yeah, thank you so much and have an amazing rest of your day.